Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman and Lisa Foster. <laughs> it's love time. So after I leave here today, I'm going to go speak to uh, fire chiefs and fire commissioners. Some kind of gathering. That's nice. uh, Yeah, I'm going to just emcee a thing, and they're going to give out some awards, and they're installing new officers and that kind of stuff. It'll be... So you're not, like, doing a motivational... No, no, no. no. You're just hosting an event that they're doing. Yeah, I'll I'll make an... But you'll be very entertaining, I'm I'll make an entrance where I slide down a grease pole into the room, (laughs) but other than that, it's just... And can you slide, like, right into the boots and the... I think that's very cool. Don't they slide right Right into their Right into the boots, right into the coat, and jump on and drive off with the Dalmatian. (laughs) Uh, But I... So anytime you're going to uh, speak in front of a group, it's always nice to have at least one relatable story in your hip pocket. That's a, a very smart speakers know their audience mm-hmm. and tailor it to that crowd, that room, and I think that's you're brilliant with that. There's not well, thank you. Don't you don't just do, you don't, don't just, you don't just do some generic Oh no, no, I'm going to do a generic lame, joke, yeah. Lame. No. Cuz there's nothing intrinsically funny when you think about it about what firefighters well, have to do. I'm sure know. there's firefighter jokes. Oh, there there are, but uh I wanted to get an, an old hidebound one that maybe they hadn't heard and i remembered one that my uncle or dad used to tell somehow i recalled it and so this is what i'm planning to tell tonight let's imagine you're one of the fire fighters and see if you'd like I do this, that all the time if you'd like this joke or not wouldn't like this joke oh and I, you know i will tell you and these are not the guys you're going to see on the firefighters calendar they're not muscular you know uh wait a minute wait a minute chippendale guys these are old farts Wait a minute. They're commissioners. They're fire chiefs. So they're not actually out in the field doing the work. Well, they might, they might have been when, the they suits. Were, when they were whippersnappers. They might have done it. They were the suits. And fire commissioners don't even have to have any real firefighting experience. They just, you know, they're... They need to manage. They're overseers. Yeah. Managers. So here's the joke. See what you think. Okay. So in a rural area, there was a great big barn fire underway. I mean, it was a huge fire, and it was just, it was bringing fire departments from all around the county to fight this monstrous blaze. And in the midst of it, as they're all standing around, uh, you know, trying to squirt hoses onto it and things like that, all of a sudden, from down the way, comes a volunteer fire truck. This is a volunteer fire department. And the volunteer fire truck doesn't goes right past all the other firefighters and without stopping goes straight into the inferno and uh, and then uh, that when it was all said and done the fire was put out a number of people and animals were saved and it was an extraordinary uh, act by this volunteer fire department so afterwards in a ceremony they presented uh, the man who was heading up the volunteer fire department 
with an award and they gave him a check for a thousand dollars to say thank you for his heroism and they said to to him they said well now here's a thousand dollars what's the first thing you're going to do with this money and he said well the first thing i'm going to do is get some brakes for that fire truck <laughs> that's my name okay that's really good okay so i'll tell <laughs> That's I'll, really good. I'll tell that one tonight. Yeah. Hey, um, as a bit of a postscript from the podcast we did previously, that amazing story you told about the stuff that went on in your house and the and police the, coming the and police the being coming videotaped and, and all of that the stuff. The butcher knife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there is everything calmed down now? Is it is there is are there after effects or i mean is it what do you mean well i mean the cops still aren't coming around well none of the culprits have come back no they just they needed statements from me which is why they came so many times and so my statement would be (gasps) (laughs) yeah i'm pretty sure it's and you know i mean it's 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 not as incredible a story as well, it is too, though. It isn't the kind in of thing my, that happens every exactly. day. Exactly. In my house, it is. This is. I live a pretty, pretty. You no, know. No, no, no. Don't underplay it. That that just doesn't happen that often. But yeah, it was, a lot of people go their whole lives and they don't have a story I like know. that. It was yeah. pretty dramatic. Yeah, it was. So, but it reminded me of a couple of uh, of stories of my own, and I think at the beginning of your story on our last podcast. You had talked about how this the woman that was sitting your dogs and her just ignore and her boyfriend, mm-hmm. the one that subsequently kind of went out of control. Yeah, he lost his um, mind. That I made a joke like you made it you made it clear to them that they weren't to do any fooling around in the house while you were gone. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, they were girlfriend and boyfriend, and obviously that's why he was here. But, but it reminded me of a million years ago when our kids were pretty little. I mean, they're like my son was maybe eight and my daughter was maybe five. And I had this uh, speaking engagement over on the Washington coast uh, near a town called Raymond, Washington. And so uh, we were going to be gone for a day. And so the next door neighbors, lovely people, they had a teenage daughter that uh, uh-huh. we decided, uh, let's have her, let's ask her if she'll babysit our two kids while we're gone. We'll just we won't bring any kids with us. It'll be like a little mini vacation. And it's from, just overnight. For my wife and I. And it's just overnight, maybe two days at the most. And uh, so she agrees to do it. Her name was Christy, and um, she uh, you know uh, wasn't she wasn't like she was thirteen. I mean she's seventeen, sixteen, mm-hmm. seventeen years old. And uh, but we also became aware, and this is where I made my fateful mistake. We became aware that she had a new boyfriend, and so, um, as delicately as I could, without being too uh, much of a jerk about it, I said, "Now, now, Christy, you know we're we're hiring you here to watch our kids, and we, you know, hopefully there won't won't be any distractions like anybody else coming over. I mean, it's just just going to be you here." And she sort of demurred a little bit, and. And, uh, you know, didn't really answer my question, mm. but like that. So I thought, okay, well, I've said what I had to say. I'm impressed, it, though, that you even adre- addressed it. I just... Well, I, I mean, I, then later I think, well, maybe I was making too big a deal of this right. sort of thing, sounding like, uh, you know, grandpa uh, provincial or somebody, but 
it, it was sort of because I just I really didn't want any funny business, if you will, going on in our house. Called, I think you called it hanky panky earlier. See, I didn't want her taking her eye off the ball, which was our two kids. And I don't mean that in a, any kind of a pun fashion. I mm-hmm. mean, that I just wanted to make sure she was laser focused on watching our precious little sure, urchins. Absolutely. And and if, after all, her parents, whom we love, are living right next door to us, so they'll be able to monitor her as well because they're aware. Yeah, of that seemed issue. like a pretty so, good seems like a pretty setup. good plan. The other the other part of this is that across the street, straight across the street from us. Were some people that uh, were about our age. They had kids around our age, and we really hit it off with them. With the people that uh, we knew, instantly became really good friends with. It was just like instantly. That's nice. And we went on vacations together. I remember we went down to Oregon. I remember uh, both the 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 guy and me were both into hacky sack at the time, and so we we're hacky sacking our way all over. Washington and Oregon and I was playing hacky sack just outside the neighbor's gate my mother yelled it's getting late dinner's ready it won't wait so I tried to negotiate and see if I could change my fate then I threw up my hacky sack it rolled down the sewer grade uh-huh. we went out to we Crater Lake we did a camp out and and it was great we just just really really good friends and they had been friends for almost a year ate dinner every other night at each other's house really tight and so i mentioned to them i said hey you know we're going to be out of town for a couple of days i tell them the dad this and so just you know just kind of would you kind of keep an eye on things make sure uh christy's got this boyfriend i want to make sure he's you don't see his truck parked out there all day and all night marianne and they said oh yeah 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 i'll keep an eye on so that's good that you had an extra set of eyes on this yeah that's all yeah because I didn't have a laptop with a camera like your, like your, your babysitters. Just, uh, so uh, so we go on the trip and everything's fine. And uh, this is going to be just dandy. I don't. We don't see. We don't uh, foresee any problem at all. And this was the day before cell phones, so that tells you how long ago it was. So we we are gone two days without any idea of what was going on while we were gone. So we go, we return home two days later, and a firestorm has broken out. What do you mean? Literally a fire? Not literally no, a just fire. No, just crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, as, as best as I can make this brief, the boyfriend did come over to the house, and he was hanging out there, and um, my son... My son, I, uh, I, I told him, no, this is my mistake. I said, now look, if, she, if you see her bringing her boyfriend over here or anything doesn't smell right to you, I want you to go straight across the street over to our friend's house and tell him what's going on. That's good. Yeah, okay. And he was, what, eight years old? Yeah, about eight okay. years old, maybe, something like that. And, 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 and then remember, and, and Christy's parents are living right next door, too. So... I'm going to just try to piece this together as best I can. I wasn't there, but let's just say that that everything that could possibly go wrong did. Uh, my son saw that the boyfriend was there, so he goes racing across the street mm-hmm. to tell the neighbor across the street, our good friends, mm-hmm. what's going on. And that neighbor goes stomping over <laughs> to the parent's house oh, next no. door and says, Hey, 
your daughter is supposed to be watching the Cashman kids, not having her boyfriend over here dinking around where he doesn't, he's not supposed to be in their house. And then they said, well, well, she's not doing anything wrong, and, and you, you, why don't you just butt out of it? I'm, I'm not going to butt out of it because those people are over there on the Oregon coast or Washington coast or wherever the hell he is, and they don't know what's going on in the house where they thought everything was going to be fun. And it just, it just blows up. The neighbors are yelling at each other. There's practically fisticuffs, apparently. And my kids are crying and everything. So this is the firestorm we come home to. And <laughs> because of my, my by now I realize, silly uh, edict, uh, neither neighbor are speaking to us. And I've got to try and be Henry Kissinger here, and I'm going to try and create some sort of settlement or reconciliation or detente or something. Uh, and I technically did that over a period of time, but I will have to tell you that the good friends, best friends, neighbors, it was never the same again. We never went out again. Oh. It was always just waving across the street to each other. Just super awkward. Yeah. I couldn't fix it. I I screwed it all up. And uh, the neighbor, the next door neighbors weren't much better. Yeah. They they were really mad yeah. too. They felt that we I had inadvertently entrapped their daughter into this getting into the middle of this Big brouhaha, which yeah. didn't happen in the first. But place. you were right because you had made it pretty clear that it's just to be her at the house. And yeah, I did, but I maybe, well, maybe I was too. Maybe clear. I wasn't a little wishy-washy about it, which would, of course, be exactly like me. <laughs> Wait, you not be clear about something? But she was doing us a favor by babysitting our kids. Do you, but you paid her, right? Oh yeah, yeah. sure. But I mean, yeah. still, I mean, it take time out of her schedule and all of that. So uh, I guess that's just a, a cautionary tale to make sure that you don't um, set things in motion with people that could be at cross purposes with each other mm -hmm. so that you're setting up a collision, yeah. which, uh, which almost would be inevitable. The other story that I, your, your tale reminded me of was that my wife's parents... Uh, uh, they passed away a few years ago, but they got to be pretty elderly. And you've met them before. Uh, her dad, Patty, my wife's dad, was 90, almost 95 when he passed away. Oh, man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. Oh, man, look at my life. I know a lot of people uh, go through this, and, and if you haven't already, you're going to someday probably. As your parents get older, you got to make some hard calls and tough decisions. Uh, and I think each of us has the idea that we don't want to we don't want to be that kind of older person either, and make our our kids or our friends or whoever have to make decisions that we should make for ourselves. And that's why you write it down in a in your will. Yeah. Well. Which I've done. I've already done that. I'm not 89, but something could happen any day. So I I did all that, and 
have uh, my power of attorney set up and my pull the who, my who, pull the plug thingy. And who are you leaving the money to? <laughs> what what what? Oh, nothing. I was just what wondering. money? Oh, oh, the money in that coffee can over there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you'll get a little bit. Okay, you'll get a little. But but it was funny because any time we ever brought up the idea of maybe going to a uh, care facility, and they they insisted on living alone, and they there were all we'd go there'd be crises after crises, day after day. Uh, sight was becoming impaired, and hearing wasn't very good, and they'd forget to take pills or they'd take the wrong pills, and all of these things, and and it was getting to be. We were just worried about them all the time, so we thought, isn't it time that we think about a uh, assisted care facility? And uh, they just resisted that idea. They, no, and, and they, her dad actually would say, "I don't want to go there. There's nothing but old people there," because <laughs> you don't think of yourself as one of them. You know, right. I, I, I'm sure I. I'm always still kind of surprised when a little kid or somebody will come up to me and say, "Excuse me, Mister, uh, can you?" And I think, "Well, what do you call me, Mister, for?" I'm just, I'm probably about your age. <laughs> I mean, you tend to think that way. You don't, you can't see yourself mm-hmm. advancing and becoming daughtering. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that was that. That's what had happened. So we, before we got them into assisted care place, we said, "Let's try one more thing. Let's get." Uh, there, there are different kinds of organizations called, you know, visiting guardians or angels or all these things, and they that are check in on them. And... To check in on them and make sure they take their medicine, yeah. uh, you know, do their laundry, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And it's a service, and you you pay for it, of course. And they're but... not round the clock care, no, but there's somebody not. that's just just making sure everything's good. Exactly. And, yeah, I think that's. And we had a woman who was probably, I don't know, uh, early, maybe 30, something like that. And she seemed very, very nice and, and seemed to have great affection for them and was ostensibly taking really good care of them. And they liked her a lot. And But at, at one point, uh, it, we, we became aware, my wife became aware, that uh, there was money that was missing from their uh, checking account. Oh, brother. Substantial amounts of money. And uh, she was intercepting some of their Social Security checks, cashing them, and uh, bilking them, really, out of what amounted to thousands of dollars And before we finally discovered what was going on. And, uh, and so she spent several years uh, paying them back, little by little by little, was still paying them back even as they passed away. Did you say she had gone to prison for that? Uh, Do they she press went, charges? She went to jail. Oh, yeah. She went to jail. Yeah, I wow. don't know if it was prison, per se, but uh, part of her the conditions of her thing was that she had to had to make retribution and pay back all the money she That's took away. so sad. And then during the same period of time, uh, and again, Patty's folks are living in their own house. Neighbor kid comes over, and he's probably, he's in his teens, and he wants Patty's dad, Bert, to... Uh, if he asked him if he would give him a ride to a place, and it's nighttime, he said, "I need I, I need a ride to this apartment building. It's about five miles from here. Would you are you are you able? I don't have a car. Could you could you drive me there? Okay. Mm-hmm. He winds up. Bert does taking this guy to a, into a, both of them into a very dangerous situation. There's a there's a, a, a drug uh, oh my thing gosh. going on and, and, and some 
sketchy people and and he just went off driving in the night with this kid without really telling anybody even though even as his wife was saying, I don't think you should do that Bert it'll be fine I don't have a real ending for that story except to say that there comes a time when you get you get um, indicate you know, what they call in like economic terms leading indicators mm-hmm. these were indicators that no it isn't going to work out for them to continue to live in their home alone and so you've got to walk that balance between um, between what you know you should do for them and yet you want to maintain their dignity and their and and respect uh, their wishes and uh, that so it's a, it's a difficult walk to walk and I know a lot of people do it every day and there's no sure way to do it you must do it this way mm-hmm. it's different for everybody in every circumstance but ultimately it worked out not so bad until uh oh uh, my wife's mother passed away. And I think I've told you this story. And I can never remember a story that I've told you personally or I've told on the podcast. So forgive me, folks, if you've heard this one before. But it's true. So her her mom passes away. And uh, we have a funeral service. And, uh, and she is cremated. She's in an urn. <clears throat> and when I was driving her dad, Patty's dad, to Bert, to uh, our house, because we needed to find a new facility for him, I mean, am I getting my story mixed up here? But we're, I remember him, as we're driving down a road, we've driven down a hundred times. He's looking around going, where are we? I've never seen this place before. And mm. so so he's, something's going on. He's in a bit of, I guess you'd call it shock. He didn't, he didn't really fully grasp that she's gone. Mm-hmm. And when he saw the urn, he, he, he remember, we remember him being at the memorial service and him looking around for a casket he didn't get he didn't get the idea that no she she's, no. we've cremated her yeah. and all that. so there were these days of confusion but we finally get him into a facility uh of his own and he's uh he's there and um one day we walk in and he's holding the urn in his lap and he's looking very melancholy and mournful and so i remember saying to him i said how about if I take this urn and we keep it at our house, and then anytime you want to see it, uh, then we'll we'll uh, we'll bring it out. And you can, that sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. So we do that, and then our purpose in being at his place is to kind of straighten up some things and maybe take some of her personal things out and just make it better because now he's going to be living alone with his cat in this in this uh, apartment. And I don't know, we're there maybe half an hour, my wife and I, and we're just putting things in boxes. And we and I notice he gets up, Bert does, and walks into his bedroom. And I don't think anything of it. And then within a few minutes, maybe a couple minutes later, I hear this loud shot. And it shook the chandelier in the room, and it was just scared the hell out of me, and I run into his bedroom, and he's standing in there, and he's got a rifle. What? And it's aimed at the lower part of a wall in the in the bedroom, and if you could select any place in the entire room, he chose 
by accident, the one place where there's a water water main. And so he shot a hole into the wall and water is gushing into the room. It's already ankle deep oh before God. I even get in there. And uh, Why did he shoot the wall? Who knows? But bigger question is, why did he have a gun? Don't take your guns to town, son. Leave your guns at home, Bill. Don't take your guns to town. Or to an assisted care facility. You're not supposed to. No one knew he had it in there. Uh, he actually had a couple other guns oh, and a pistol in God. there and all this stuff. And he, my wife has always decided that he thought, she remembers when she was a kid and they lived on a farm, that to make sure a gun was working or loaded, he would point it at a 45-degree angle to the ground and shoot it off to see if it was operating correctly. And she thinks that he, in his mind he went back Mm-hmm. somewhere to where he thought he was outdoors wow. and I was, I'm going to test the gun. Uh, it was chaos, Lisa. The fire department imagine. comes. It's on a Sunday. They can't find how to turn the, the main water supply off. Oh, so, my God. So water's cascading. They're on the second floor. So water's cascading down into the units below, and it's just wow. insanity. And, and when it was all said and done, nine units were in various states of uh, total destruction. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and who had to pay for that? And uh, well, and then the cops show up, and I was lucky enough at the time they they recognized me from TV or something, and went maybe a little easier on us than they might otherwise have. Uh. And uh, the the woman who ran the facility said, "Well, you know, after we get things cleared up, your dad's welcome to." To stay here. I thought you were going to say, your dad's welcome to never come back here. Well, in fact, that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, she might have said that to be nice in the moment, but I, we both realized, no, he can't come back here. Yeah. If, if I had my parents there and I heard that there was another guy right? in my facility shooting a gun off, I would take them out of there so fast. Yeah, true. So, uh, again, then we got him into a different facility, and, and uh, things worked out until, until the end of his life, but... Uh, I guess my point is that there, you were thinking your story was so typical and not at all exceptional, but uh, each of us has things that you're not prepared for. Right. Uh, if you were prepared for it, you might deal with it better, but when but it's there, something that's never happened to you before, how do you, you think, this isn't really happening, is it? Am I... It, Am I going to wake up and this is just a dream? On the other hand, though, there are people who live in constant states of chaos like that. Sometimes so that they create themselves. That, that's that, true. That it's no, it's no big deal. And yeah, um, that's true. I, I have, you know, um, a couple of relatives that probably see the police. I don't know, maybe once, a couple times a month. So it's no big deal. They got them on speed dial. Call the police. Call the police. Or whoever's calling the police on them. So, yeah, it it was a pretty, pretty big deal. And I was two hours away from home. So it was a very long drive for me to to get home and find out what was going on. Oh, my God. I I know the police are somewhat beleaguered and sometimes uh, are not... uh, they're under the, on the hot seat in this country, particularly over a number of incidents, which everybody knows about. But I sometimes stop and think, you know, when you come right down to it, though, 
thank God that there are people who are willing to be policemen. I mean, how would you keep yourself from getting very cynical mm-hmm. when you show up again and again and again, like you talking about people in your life, that the police, uh, they know them on by a first-name basis because they're always something. They're always in trouble. Always in trouble. Mm-hmm. How would you keep from getting cynical, mad, uh, you know, ugly with people? It, it, it takes a special person to to pursue that profession and agreed. do well at it. Very, very much agreed. So, I salute them. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Hey, I have something I want to bring up with you. This is a completely different um, topic. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. I don't even know if you want to talk to me about it. Well, you haven't said what it is. Yet. I know, but it's 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 a it's a it's a guy versus a girl thing, and oh boy, it's I just don't know about that. it's just something that I've I've observed, and I don't mean to get too personal here. So if you don't want to talk about it, I'm going to bring it. Up. You haven't said what it is. I yet. know, but I'm just saying I'm giving. you Okay, an, I don't want to talk. I'm about giving it. you an out in case you don't want to talk about it. Well, tell me what it, it is. is first it's, it's a it's a it's a universal Cuz I'm going to look bad if I if I opt out after you say what it is. It's a universal argument I'm between probably stuck. between men and women um that this is not going to be I know what it is. The first thing, time it's ever been. I know what up. it is. Can I guess? Who weighs more? <laughs> no. Is that it? No. It Who's has- Taller. No, oh. it has to do with ha- how how women and men use the bathroom, and um, I just you know we're here at my house, and um, you went in and used the bathroom before we did this. I just wanted to ask you if you put the seat down because I just I'm just going to say this. I've noticed before. Now let me finish. Go look, go look in there right now. I just want to make sure. See if the seat's done. Because I've been and I've stayed at your house. And I know it's not Patty who's leaving the seat up. And I know it's not your dog who's leaving the seat up. And Sometimes I leave the seat up for my dog. And they like to get a drink. And I just, I wonder, so how did you, because you... I, I, some men are really t- well trained on this. You just seem to not be very well trained on. No, this. wait a minute. I, I no, I've noticed I, it. I'm just I telling push you. back from that. I think I'm very good at it. I really do. I think I'm very conscious of it. Um, I'll tell you what I'm not good at. Putting and I talked to my down. I talked to my brother about this. And I don't know if you get to be a certain age or whatever it is. I forget to zip my pants up. <laughs> Well, I, I don't I'm wanna... doing that all I'm, to, I'm I'll be out in public and I look I'm wearing a long shirt and I think oh my god my pants are unzipped how do how do I forget how can you forget that I've been doing this my whole life how can I forget all of a sudden yeah I'll be walking around at Costco and I look down and all of a sudden I go oh no she's come odd because and i maybe it's unique to me and then the, now i've revealed way too much but getting back to the toilet seat thing i would give you this counter argument okay did when you hear my eye roll when you're done using when i'm done when you're done using the bathroom personally. wouldn't it be polite for oh, you to put the seat, seat up? up okay and i knew what's you, wrong with that now, you know what i knew you were going to make that argument so i've actually mapped out why my argument 
wins because there are five things that the toilet is used for. Five things, okay? Two of the things that the toilet's used for are are you That sounded like four. Only two a things dog punch bowl, are one. are used are are used with the lid with the seat up. So the five things are and these aren't these aren't gender specific necessarily, but some are. So the first one is going number one. You sound like you're arguing a court case. Second one's going number two. And this, the number, the first one was for males only. No, 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 no. Just stay with me on this. Oh, I thought you meant with the seat up. No, this is just five things in general. Okay, all right. Okay, so there's only five things the toilet is used for. Going number one. Going number two. Number three. Number Don't stop. Don't stop. I'm telling you, they're not, people listening are not hearing that as well as you're hearing it. These microphones are very directional. Okay. All right. Third thing is throwing up. <laughs> That's a situation where the lid goes up. Martha's the most beautiful sight I've ever seen. Long brown eyes and hair so green. I long to write her poetry. I need to tell her I love her. Fancy restaurant. Candlelit meal, young and tender, innocent veal. I try to tell her just how I feel when that feeling gives way to another. And I barf, heap, gag, spill, rich, blow chunks to the technicolor yawn. Toss my cookies, lose my lunch. Do reverse shooters regurgitate spew? Up, chuck, throw up, vomit, hurl, and puke. Fourth thing is a female-only thing that is pretty much primarily for women between the ages of 13 and 50. Okay? De- dealing with a and period. And then the five th- fifth thing is flushing goldfish. Now, three of those things you don't put the lid up for. Okay? That would be the number one and the flushing goldfish. And the number two. Yeah, yeah. You don't put the seat up for that. And only two things that you Well, do. you might put the seat up for that if you had a really big butt. There's only two. The party was jumping when Bertha got off a hus stump. The whistles were blowing and everybody did the bump. But all the time Bertha had been working on a goodie. Now folks call it Bertha Butt Boogie. When Bertha There's only two things that you put the seat up for, and that would be the throw-up and the... Wait, do you put it up for the throw-up? Well, you try to if you have time. <laughs> if you're not too hammered. Actually, I don't know now. I'm thinking about it. I Sometimes think... I don't even... You, I can remember kids so would forget to this. put even the seat part up. The point is this, that that there's the, the, the toilet... The majority of the time the toilet is used for all those various things, the seat is down so that should be the default position the rare the two other times are the are are the, in the minority so that therefore means that the seat should always remain in the down position since that is how it is used more often than not all right here's my, here's oh, what I, here's what i would say to that 
And by, by the way, welcome to Face the Nation. <laughs> All right. It's just, I knew you were going to make that argument. All right. Your argument is, your ma- argument is more compelling if we are talking about a house that has a single bathroom in it. Yours happens to have two of them. I have three bathrooms in this house. Better yet. It seems to me that you could welcome a guest like me. <laughs> And say, that is the bathroom you're going to use. It's specially for you. And in fact, the seat isn't is, even on. Is, is seat, we, yeah, didn't, even put, <laughs> didn't even put a seat on there. In fact, it's a There's urinal. No it's not even a toilet. It's just a hole in the floor. <laughs> That's right. That's right. This is your bathroom. There are no rules. You can leave the seat up. You can put it down, whatever you want, because I've got two other bathrooms that I can do whatever I want with. Oh that's what that's what a real person who's steeped in etiquette would do. So you're saying as somebody who's who lives by themselves really shouldn't have this complaint. I think that's all the more so to have that complaint because there's nothing more horrible than going in your bathroom. You live by yourself. Somebody's been to your house. And you're like. Who left the seat up? It wasn't me. It wasn't the dogs. I'm just saying. So, so you're going to just uh, you're going to simply push away my rather compelling argument, which I have developed in the moment, whereas you have prepared your case over hours of careful study and contemplation. And you're going to push away mine, where the majority of the time, the majority of the time, the reasons that, that a toilet is used are usually used with the lid in the down, or the seat in the down position. So that should be the default position. Well, arguably, but then on the other hand, it's it's the unusual. So you would look at it differently if you were were equipped differently. <laughs> yes, I mean. I mean, all of us look at uh, life and uh, history and whatever it is the through the thing, prism of our own experience. And, and we don't think thing, about the poor other guy. The other thing, it's a pretty big hole as it is. Why do you guys even need to lift up the seat? It seems like it's a pretty... It's not like you're trying to shoot into the neck of a Coke bottle. I mean, it's a pretty big... You'd be surprised how <laughs> difficult it is. Yes, I would. <laughs> and I remember, I don't, I haven't noticed this phenomenon so much when I'm an adult, but when I was a kid. Well, I know little boys just seem to go all over the yeah, they, bathroom. Yeah, they, there would be some some object or something where you would get a double or even triple stream sometimes going in different directions, like a water sprinkler. Yeah, and also the other thing that boys do is if there's two of them going at the same time, then you want to have a sword fight. So that means just, that means I'm so glad I'm not you, a you need as much area as you can. All right. Well, so. anyway, I so that's all. So I'm, who won the argument? I don't. I just think we just we talked it out, and nothing's going to change between us. So. Well, I I will say though, I think I'm pretty good at it, and I'm I'm really a little shocked that you you <laughs> made that observation because I think I'm really. I was going to bring it up with you because I I spent some time with you at your house this past fall, and. Um, I you were very nice, by the way. I had a lovely, lovely accommodations. My Except own, for my own bedroom, I had my own little bathroom. But that was sort of the communal bathroom on the first floor, 
And there was, I did go in once and the seat was up. I'm just saying. Okay, well, you know. And you're, it's your house. You're right. You could you could just leave the seats up all the time. Yeah, well, I really why, have no well, reason to you're in about the, that. You're in the bedroom, the guest bedroom. What if I just said, hey, you know what? It sure be nice if you would make your bed every day. <laughs> I didn't make my bed every no, day. No, we don't know what I ask you to. And by the way, you had like 18 pillows on that bed. What was that about? I love me I some got, pillows. I got like, I smothered in pillows. It's funny you would bring the pillow thing up because have you ever seen those my pillow ads? Oh, I hate him. Do you? I do. He's kind of a shyster. I, I think he, he got himself in a little trouble. Yeah. And this two for one. Yeah, but I have you. seen those. Those my. They're everywhere. Have you tried one? No. I'm not going to buy one of those. Pillows. Putting America first. President Trump continuing his push for companies to sell American-made products, inviting owners of some of those companies to the White House. My next guest was at the White House yesterday, sitting right next to the president, and he received a big compliment from the commander-in-chief. Take a listen. I actually bought a couple of pillows, and they're very good. I have to tell you, they're great. I've slept so much better ever since. <laughs> And he bought them. He didn't receive them for free. Here now is Michael Lindell, my fellow inventor and CEO, joins me now. Good, Mike. You must have just been over the top with happiness when he said, "Though." It was surreal. It was just uh, number one when I was invited. It was an honor to even be invited. But then I was sitting right next to him, and for him to do that, uh, say that thing about my product and my company, it was. And he amazing. bought it. He bought your. Yes, he literally yes, bought yes. your pillows. Now, are you able to use that as an endorsement in some of your ads? I I wouldn't do that. My I, my I um you know I probably could, but I, I'm not going to do that. I'm just uh, I um. I mean, that's, I that's just, about, I'm just the, that's about yeah. the most valuable endorsement an American can possibly get, yeah. right? And I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, uh, if it would help the president because he's got such an amazing agenda and, I, and of, of bringing jobs back and helping to create new jobs here, I would do it in a heartbeat. But whatever, uh, I, just right. wanna, well, I just want to help him help. He's yeah. going to listen to this interview and say, okay, I can help Mike out by saying it would help me. And that way everybody's happy. Don't they have like a 30-day guarantee and you you know you get take it for a test run i don't want to give him any business because oh, okay. he's associated with people i the don't devil. like he's associated with the devil pretty much yeah. well uh what i was going to say is that i you as you observed we have multiple pillows on on you guys all are beds. pillow rich at your house let me just say that we're, we're pillow <clears throat> flush yeah but of all the pillows, there's only two pillows that I like. I, I don't know what kind of a pillow you need. I need one that when you put your head on it, it that it goes almost flat. <gasps> I like, That's so stupid. Then why have a pillow? I, I want a little bit of pillow, but I don't want I, I don't want it I don't want my head to be raised up. I want to sink into my pillow. And they have to be just just a certain amount of plushness for that to happen. No, I and like I've only found two pillows that do that in our whole house. I like big, fat, fat puffy pillows. Mm-hmm. I want my head to feel like it's on a cloud. Satin pillows to cry on. Satin pillows to cry on. You've got nothing else to rely Okay, well, everybody's got their different deal. Uh, but we, ha- I have some friends that have gone to, they sold all of their possessions a few years ago. And they packed up and they live uh, in Europe now. They travel all over Europe. They'll spend two weeks in a 
hostel, and then they'll go maybe two weeks in a B and B, and then they go to an Airbnb, and they've got and everywhere in Europe. And uh, let me guess, they travel with their own pillows. That's the only thing they kept. Yeah, is their pillows. Yeah, that way it feels like even when they change rooms and yeah. and venues, they're still. They still have that same feeling that I'm at home at night because my pillows are a really personal thing. It is, it's, you yeah. know, it's tough to sleep. I spend, I travel for work, and I'm. If I had room to take my own pillow, I would take it. I just don't have room to take it. Yeah, because you just never know what you're getting in those hotels. Well, sometimes. we take a lot of car trips, my wife and I, and we. She always brings her pillow with me. Yeah, uh, with us. Yeah, because uh, uh, yeah, you can't. But then we. She's also forgotten her pillow, so then we have have to have it mailed back to us, or we have to drive back and get it. <clears throat> It's a risky business, I tell you, that pillow <laughs> business. Think it through before you get on that slippery slope. So are you pretty much uh, done admonishing me on that? Yeah, I didn't I didn't really want to bring okay, it up. Well, but I but I just noticed that you trotted off to the bathroom. And I I just it really was just because I wanted to make the point that I was right about the percentage of the of the toilet being used with the seat down. I don't think it's a percentage issue. Uh, I think. It's I guess a, we're not I, done with this then. Well, I, I would only submit to you that it's a frequency issue. If you did a number two, four, five, six, seven times a day, then your argument would be a little more valid. You never had days like that. <laughs> Mama said there'll be days like this. There'll be days. Hey, uh, you were kind enough to give me this uh, book, and you only gave it to me just recently, so I haven't had a chance to uh, to read it thoroughly. But it is filled with provocative questions. The title is Love and Sex, well, this the is Book the, of Questions. Yeah, the Book of Questions was written by um, a psychologist named uh, Gregory Stock, and these are old books. And he did a series of, and we, you and Patty and I actually played with the, the original book of questions uh, when I was down seeing you oh. in Bend, Oregon. This version is the love and sex version, which I bought for you and Patty, too, because it's, it's very, you learn so much about people, their character. Um, I think it's just fascinating to ask questions about this. And when we were playing, I was surprised by some of your answers on the general book of questions, and I know you were surprised at some of my answers as well but and we've known each other for 20 years or 20 some years so i think it's just interesting to find out well here's one here's one that i we don't have to answer but some of these are too hard uh to answer without a lot of thought this this is a question what would you do if you discovered that your 12 year old son had been playing sexual games with your neighbor's six-year-old daughter (gasps) and what if the young girl were yours and the boy was your neighbor's that's a toughie right there. Why? I don't think that's tough. You don't? No. You would you would intervene and and make it stop. Right? Well, yeah, but I mean would it make a difference to you if if the the girl was your daughter and the boy was your No. Yeah. It would it's a six year old girl. Now that you mention it, that is a stupid question. Yeah, it's a six year old girl. All right, let's let's ask more general sorts of questions in our remaining time here. Do we have some time left? Yes, we do. Okay. We have a couple minutes. Are you more attracted to people whose personalities are similar to yours or very different? And if if it is different Oh, one of your dogs let one go of it. <laughs> oh man. That is a four alarm fire right there. Oh my god. 
Man, if that doesn't take away your appetite, I don't know what. <laughs> it's a gas! Right, I was planning this dinner, like but no. the best diet ever is if I... you just smell one of his farts, <laughs> you don't want to eat. You don't want to eat for like a day. Because no. here's the problem. Oh maybe, my God, you can taste maybe, it. Maybe I'll have some eggs or something, but other than that, <laughs> thanks for passing it and along. Now, now we don't feel good. Gee <laughs> whiz. That's, that's the beauty of a podcast. You don't get all five, six senses going. Okay, so are you here? Oh, man. You're right. You can taste it. And I don't like the taste. Have a sip of something. Oh, man. Unless he's tainted that. Pound for pound, that is as good a blast as any human I've ever encountered. Yeah. Congratulations, young man. You know what? There was a study out, though, and I'll find it. I, I hate quoting things that I haven't sourced. And I hate studies. But there was a study out that said you secretly like the smell of your own farts. But you can't stand anybody else's. Or well, like, I think... Like, if that came out of you right mm-hmm. now, you'd be going, Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, because... don't, I don't think I'd say it was a good one. <laughs> because... But you'd be... You, you, wouldn't you be more inclined to say, oh, God, what did I eat? What explains this? And you try to but go back. the point over... is that you're not nearly as offended by... <clears throat> well, you first of all, you, you can't get away. You know, like, if you're in your car, where are you going to go? Jump out of the car? <laughs> you are pretty much stuck with yourself. Well, we could have shut the microphones off and run out the door just now, but we chose yeah. to stay here as well. <laughs> Which brings me to ask you the question, do your dogs sleep with you at night? So the Dutch oven effect yeah. is, is happening. Well, that's all right. I've dutched oven them a couple of times. That's so true. It's even... only fair. All right. So this is this So are you attracted more to people the same with personalities similar? Same as me. You want them to be the same as you? Similar to me, yeah. Why would I want somebody who's got a personality that is that I don't? I'm... Well, I'm going to answer in a in terms of a compliment. And it is that that you have really uh, narrowed your choices if you're looking for somebody. Who oh. has a personality as nice as yours? Oh no, my personality isn't nice. I'm just I'm I'm rather sarcastic and cynical. Yeah, and, but I think it would be. And it, I appreciate it, it, sarcasm, it, and I appreciate. I, wouldn't I, you Wouldn't you agree though that? And, and this is going to sound sexist. I don't mean it this way. That it would be. It would be nice it's more unusual that. to find a woman who is sarcastic and saucy. Than it would be to find a guy who was insulting and smart ass and so say that again now I didn't follow I, it'll never come out again uh, the way it first way i I think it's harder it would be more unusual to find a woman with the qualities that oh. you just talked well, about. your wife is this is why I love your I know. wife well, there's she's two the, people she's that, the same against as me. the odds I think she, I, lo- I adore her because I think it's untypical though. she's saucy and she's she's she works blue all the time oh yeah <laughs> she is. She's smart. She's Steve clever. Adore. She's uh, sarcastic. I love it. I love that. At the beginning of a relationship. Oh, gosh. Do you trust your new partner unless they're... It's silly for me to even be giving these questions, much less answering them. Yeah. Because I, it's not like you're talking to Lothario here uh, or Hugh Hefner. I mean, I've, you know... I think I've had like well, two, I know. two girlfriends. That's why. Life. That's why some of these okay. aren't good for you. But at there's the, some good ones. Well, in I, there. I, I sort of tried to find some. 
at the beginning of a relationship? Do you trust your new partner unless there is something specific to make you do otherwise? Or do you withhold your trust until he or she has earned your trust? Yeah, that's been my problem from the very beginning, always. Too trusting? (laughs) Too trusting. And then even if they've done something to make me mistrust them, I still, you could beat me in the face with a red flag. You know, you've been through, how many boyfriends of mine have you been through? That are still living? (laughs) So, yeah, I, I, I'm like, it's the rose colored glasses. Would you change your behavior knowing that about yourself? Um, Because can't that lead to cynicism? Well, I think it's more um, uh, about being uh, having your eyes a little wider open. I don't think it's about cynicism, but I think it's just I need to just, you know, be a little smarter. Well, and, don't we all? Yeah. So, well, you were smart. You you don't even have to deal no, with No, I this. was not smart. I was just ridiculously unfairly yeah. lucky. You got a good one. She's a good one. I think she's okay. When you're done with her, can I have her? Sure. Okay. Yeah. But only when I'm done with her. <laughs> that ought to hold you, Gertrude. Okay, uh, one more question, then we'll wrap up here. When you, meet, when you meet people, I like this one. When you meet people, do you imagine what they would look like naked? Or what they God, are, or no. what, the, or what they are like sexually. No. How would you feel if you knew someone was musing about you in that way? Oh well, they all are.
for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh, <laughs>